Welcome to the Wealth and Overdrive podcast, where we deliver you real life and proven financial strategies to help clear the fog you've been misled to believe about your retirement, investing, and personal finances from traditional financial planning. So if you're ready to grow real wealth with less risk, fewer taxes, and no fear of Wall Street, here's your host, nationwide speaker, elite consultant, and author, Phil Bodine and Son Harry. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Wealth in Overdrive podcast, where we help busy professionals achieve their full wealth potential with more cash flow, more liquidity, and fewer taxes than their current plan. And in this episode, I'm kind of a little thing to celebrate. We haven't been heavy on the old social medias for quite a while, but we've done a couple more articles and a few things along the lines on LinkedIn. I'm new on Twitter. We're playing around on YouTube, and of course, we've got the podcast going. And this is kind of an article that we wrote titled Why the Wealthy Don't Listen to Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. And for kind of the followings we have, it got really good feedback. A lot of private messages to understanding that, hey, this is some of the best thing I've read on LinkedIn. We really understand this philosophy. You know, we've been drowned by traditional financial planning and all of a sudden this concept comes out and it just makes sense. So what I would like to do is just go over the article and kind of get your take onto how you can take such a modern concept, or let's say traditional concept, but look at it in a completely different manner from what we're being shown by traditional financial planners, by the media, what we class as financial entertainers, and just traditional planning. So it all kind of came about when, now this must have been core. Few months back, or maybe even longer than that, when The Millionaire Next Door, it's a really popular, well known financial book um, by a gentleman named uh, Thomas Stanley. It sold millions of copies and is on every list. If you Google like best personal finance book, I'm sure you'd find it. Um, but when I read it, I had a much deeper reaction. Um, the first time I read it. And the reason for that was, is the whole idea is that if you save, scrimp, and avoid spending during your life, you can die a millionaire. Now, that didn't sell much for me. The thought of handing my money I'd worked my entire life to earn over to my children and grandkids, who were likely going to blow it because they didn't work hard and actually earn the money themselves, sounded like a recipe of a life of misery for me. So much of my philosophy of life and finances came from wanting to do the opposite, and want, and especially when I read that in Stanley's book. But here's the thing. Some people love the millionaire next door. They love saving. They love putting it in the bank, and they love watching it grow, which, as it sounds, doesn't sound bad at all. But it all has to do with the type of person you are. You see, we have clients with a net worth, you know, tens of millions all the way up to like well, hundreds of millions, but they drive like a $3,000 Honda Accord every day to work. And that's just how they choose to be like that. See, I believe the financial advice you seek out depends on who you are. So if you're poor, you listen to Susie Orsman. If you're middle class and you listen to Dave Ramsey, but the rich think differently. They don't take advice from Susie or Dave. They also take one key action that sets them apart. So let's dig a little bit deeper into both of those differences. So First of all, we have to understand how the rich view money. So here are two kinds of different examples to illustrate how the rich think. So Dave Ramsey's advice is to live debt-free. Debt in his world is a bad thing. It means owing anything on like any type of loan. 
You know, Robert Kiyosaki views his world differently and doesn't hate debt. He refers to debt as getting a loan to acquire an asset and actually loves it because he uses it to his advantage. So in 2015, um, he refinanced $300 million in loans from 5% down to 2.5. He didn't say how much cash flow improved due to that refinance, but I can tell you it was a lot. So if you've ever read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, you may have remembered back in 1973, Richard's dad told him to go take a real estate class. The reasoning had less to do with the learning about real estate and more to do with the learning about debt and taxes. Now, Robert buys real estate using loans. You think, you know, that might be a recipe for a lower return of income or ROI or return on investment and more taxes. But for the right investor, it's the opposite. He pays less in taxes and makes more money when he buys with borrowing and getting into debt. So be careful because borrowing isn't the secret. Creating cash flow is. If you know nothing or little about real estate, borrowing can create negative cash flow by leveraging without proper knowledge. So all the time I hear people say, I can't invest because I don't have any money. See, That's a poor and middle class mindset. You don't always have to have money to invest. The banks will give you money you want for investing. It just takes the right approach and the right understanding to that concept. And sometimes that just gets you outside of your comfort zone. The rich act the way they do and achieve massive results in large part because they think differently than those who aren't rich. So here's a great test of your mindset. If I'm willing to lend you money at 0% interest, how much would you take? Think about that. Next, if I'm not charging interest, how likely or how quickly would you actually pay that money back? Now, if you don't answer both those questions with as much as possible and as slowly as possible, then there's a good chance you're tapped into the poor or middle class thinking. The rich want as much money as they can get and want to pay it back as on the lowest interest and as long as possible. Here's why. Because they don't see money as something dangerous. They see it as a form of leverage and use it in different, different ways. Next of all, next of all, the rich build teams. In addition to thinking differently about money, the rich build an all-star team around themselves. Now, if we take Phil, for example, who unfortunately isn't on the, the, the podcast with us today, this was a game-changing piece for his financial journey as well. It took him a little over a decade to assemble the team that he has now, um... It's not just a case of simply just having a financial planner. You know, he wanted people who are wealthy and spent all their time around other people who were also wealthy to get that full powerhouse around him. But here's what stops many people from assembling the team. That's growing up. If you worked with other people in school, it was called cheating. Part of the American ethos is pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, and there's certainly merit to that, but individual grit doesn't stop people from surrounding themselves with others who are smarter than themselves. You never want to be the smartest person in the room. The wealthy always look around them and make sure they're not necessarily the dumbest, but the least you know, let's just say least successful, at least in one area. There's another obstacle to team building. People are intimidated by others who are smarter than them. So again, the rich know they're in the wrong room if they're the smartest person there. You know, like a member of our team understands liability insurance better than anybody I've ever spent time with. He can scan a contract and tell you off the top of his head how it works and how to better transfer risk. And so it's better to have that team around you so you've always got a resource versus always being the number one resource yourself. So also on that team, 
is estate planning and corporate structuring attorney who look after all the asset protections and trust and a registered investment advisor who helps research and analyze deals and a cash flow specialist who makes sure, you know, I look good to the banks when it's time to go after these monies. But dangerous people to be around are the ones who think they're smart. The wealthy will always realize many times they're not the smartest person on the team, very, very much so in their specific domain. Now, could they invest the time to learn what the team members know? Sure, but that is by far not the best investment of their time. They'd rather bring specialists in and on their team and strengthen the whole team itself, which in turn is going to get multiple gains much further than what one person could do themselves. The next thing is why the rich stay rich. What makes the rich richer is that they don't fear money or set it and forget it by investing early, often, and always. They learn to be better investors and have a team so they can do what they do best. The poor and the middle class follow the herd and trust the sacred cows of financial advice. They cut back, they save money, they trust the stock market, and they try to live debt-free. All that gives you is debt-free and broke in many instances when you have that mindset. There's nothing wrong with this mindset, but if you want to be rich, it means abandoning the old way of thinking and doing things differently. It means shifting your focus to assets and cash flow and not waiting 30 years to enjoy your life in retirement. Personally, I don't want to be the millionaire next door. I want to transform my thoughts in profit and build a life that I love, a life that I never want to retire from. And if you feel the same way, it starts with your thinking. You can't become rich unless you think like the rich do. And the best thing about that is, again, it just all comes down to mindset. Hopefully, this podcast allows you to help start thinking differently in some different manners or different ways or when it comes to investing, saving, debt. You know, we're going to get a number of different guests on this podcast that are going to allow us to look into things like private lending, into banks, into life insurance, into cash flow. So you can start getting different perspectives of other super successful people. With that, I enjoy the fact that you've spent the time with us here today just to go through our, our popular, or should we say our one that's got like 20 likes on LinkedIn. And by all means, head over to our LinkedIn pages. You can find Phil, uh, Phil under Phil Bodine and myself, Harry Luca, on our LinkedIn pages. Um, we should have a TikTok account here coming shortly. Uh, but most importantly, our main pro focus is going to be around here on the podcast. Looking forward to bringing new guests um, and influences that we can bring to both one, our education, but most importantly to you and your life and your values at the same time. So like I've always mentioned, by all means, if you want to help grow your financial intelligence just that little bit more, I want to challenge you. So please head over to philbodine.com forward slash quiz. You can find that link down in the description to head you straight over there. It's a short nine to 10 question quiz that Phil gave in front of 400 advisors and only 16 got all the questions right. And at the end of that, you're going to have a very unique opportunity just to jump in and watch one of the presentations that Phil gets to give throughout the country to a limited number of either invited or current clients to help educate 
take them through on their finances. It's an hour and a half well spent um, at zero cost. It's from you to, you know, just to our viewers and our listeners here simply for taking the time to listen to this podcast. So I appreciate your time again today. This is Harry Luca. Please subscribe, like, and share this podcast and send it to any family members or friends that you believe we could add great value to their life. Um, We love the comments. We love the interaction and we love hearing from you. Speak to you shortly. Have a great, great day. This has been another episode of the Wealth and Overdrive podcast. For more information about taking your money into your control, visit www.philbodine.com slash 401k. Also, it would mean the world to us if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with people you know and love.